Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. What do you think happens when we die, Camarillos? Good day. A good day would be to sleep in, take a motorcycle ride. You know, you're going to have to catch me. Walking the streets of the future is really going to be breathtaking. Welcome back to Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Thieves, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends absconded with Tom Hanks, purloined Dwayne Johnson, and are about to be absolutely mugged by Keanu Reeves. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm stealing your immortal soul. Uh, and this week I'm Rufus, so I kind of just talk like this. Mmm. What? Party on, Rufus? <laughs> yeah, and my whole deal is just kind of being helpful with my telephone booth. Uh, mm-hmm. That is in no way related to the big blue one that the British guy runs around in. Right. No, no similarities whatsoever. No, definitely not an homage or a blatant ripoff of that no. one. Um. Obviously, we watched 1991's Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, but Luke, we have some emails, and I'm going to get these out of the way now Ooh. because I've been forgetting them. All right. Well, you know, bust them out for me before we start talking about Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Okay. So this is from Daniel, once again, and it's got a question. I am totes digging the dad vibe goods. As a non-dad, I'm down for all these things. But, since none of us are dads, me ever because bump kids, but what rock socks are socks rockin' for each their own. <laughs> Can you run that by me one more time? <laughs> sure. But, since none of us are dads, me ever because bump kids, but what rock socks are socks rockin' for each their own. <laughs> damn it, Daniel. <laughs> Are yeah. we faux pas? Oh, yes, we are. Daniel. Yeah. Stolen from an Insta, but too good not to send. Also, Ohio is weak and doesn't warrant being used as a name. I googled, and Ohio was actually has actually never been used as a name. I didn't Google that. <laughs> Primo email. All time. <laughs> excellent, excellent stuff. Um, so, so that was from Daniel, and then uh, we do have uh, a question about the the toy verse from mm-hmm. Tuck. Okay, you got us, Tuck. I'll say this: you get another. You get this one. You get maybe one more. I think. Luke, this is fair because I don't know if you've heard the the news, but they greenlit Toy Story 5. I did. So here's my deal because mm-hmm. 
Toy Story 5 may prove to be one of those rare combinations where two actors that we're following do the same movie and we have to watch it multiple times. Oh, yeah, we would have to watch it twice, wouldn't we? Yes. Uh, if Duke Kaboom, voiced by Keanu Reeves, makes a, makes a surging comeback, then we right. are going to have to watch it probably multiple times. But we're also going to have to watch Toy Story 4 this season as well. So, Tuck, here's my deal. Save them up. No Nut November for you is going to be this whole season <laughs> until we get to Toy Story 4 and then unload, man, all over us. <laughs> just just paint us, my guy. Just absolutely. And obviously I'm being somewhat facetious. I love getting your emails and the Toyverse questions. But I'm just saying, if you, it'd be very funny for the podcast if you saved them up until Toy and Story 4. And sent us, like pages pages of questions for the toyverse yeah hey luke i just want to toss this out there there is a possibility with toy story 5 that we could have to watch it three times because if you think about it Dwayne does a lot with disney shit shit <laughs> there there's a world in which keanu tom and Dwayne are all in toy story 5 and do you know how brutal that'll be mm-hmm Will basically become Disney's unwanted artist in residence. Oh for my god! A three-week session where we just watched Toy Story five three times. Well, okay. Here's the question. So, oh fuck. Okay. So let's let's say we've by the time it comes out, we've caught up on Keanu. So that means week one, we have to go to the theater and watch it for Tom. Week two, we have to go to the theater and watch it for Dwayne. Week three, we have to go to the theater mm-hmm. and watch it for Keanu. Yeah. And they're going to start asking questions about why these two dudes can't <laughs> to see Toy Story 5. One with a notebook. Yeah. I don't see any problem with this plan. This seems perfectly normal and above board. To me, one of these, I'm gonna say we have to record in my car. Yeah, I mean we could because we've always threatened to do the back to back, where we mm-hmm. oh watch it recording oh, car, watch it again recording car. We could do a back to back to back, but I think I, if you're trying to avoid questions, back to back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would have to take a a full day off of work. Oh, and then some. <laughs> yeah. You would have to take a full day off of work, and we would still record into the evening. Oh, yeah. I mean, we would have to get food delivered to my car. <laughs> DoorDash, look for the big, beautiful Hyundai Tucson. Uh. It's just parked in the, the rave parking lot. Or, or unless... Unless? Unless we're only allowed to eat whatever is sold at the movie theater. No. No, Luke, that's where I draw the line. I I will fuck with myself in many ways for this project, but not with food. I will not hurt myself with food. I'll hurt myself with movies and with my life choices, but not with food, god never, damn it. Never with food. Okay, understood. <laughs> food, my food is sacred. Okay. My body is a temple, but only for what I put in it. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Because um, <laughs> the, the problem is all we could get at at the uh, movie theater would be things that are guaranteed to make us ill. I don't know about that. And even if they do, my guy, Wait. can you imagine the third record when we are neck deep in our, like, seventh movie theater hot dog and feeling the gastric distress oh no there is luke the movie tavern which does serve food oh my god yes and then they'd have to make direct eye contact with us three (laughs) times breakfast lunch and dinner at the movie tavern should we god should we call ahead or like email them and let them know like we're celebrities doing an actual thing? No, I think it's better if we don't warn them at all. And they just like at the end of the day they're like, "Are y'all okay?" Cuz you've been you've been here all day. <laughs> this is your third I'm going to be honest with you, overprepared, super well done steak of the day. Um <laughs> My guy, you ordered it rare, and we, like, league. you know we're not going to do that. <laughs> you know we're not going to serve a rare steak at a movie theater. This is the Alamo Draft House, baby. You know we can't give you <laughs> underprepared meat. <laughs> oh, my God. I would just have chicken tenders all day long. It would be hell. Oh, um, this is... Okay. Now that we put it out in the universe, I think it's actually pretty likely that we're going to have to watch this movie three times. I think it is. Uh, God willing, we are not onto a fourth celebrity who also stars in this film. Oh my God. I could Can see it. Can you imagine? I could see it given the whispered names that shall not be named right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. They could show up for sure. But let's let's get to Tuck's questions. Yeah. In the cases of toys like Legos where you build them, when do they get their sentience? How much rearranging is required to have a different personality? Legos are a hive mind. Doesn't matter how you arrange them. Love it. Absolutely love it. And it's... Uh, on, yeah. Absolutely. Is- Any toy that must be assembled is... Is a hive mind. Is a hive mind, which is fucked up because that's usually the ones we want to give to really small kids. Uh, yeah, but they're dealing with this like Borg civilization that just wants to assemble, just wants to make them endlessly assemble and disassemble and reassemble yeah. pieces. Which which means that they are by far the most just malignant toys. Yeah, they are oh, yeah. the most filled with hate, and yet they are also the most powerless. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of the virus of toys, aren't they? Because mm-hmm. they only live to self-replicate. Um. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, get stepped on by the kids' parents. Yeah. Oh, the Lego pain. The Lego in the foot pain. Oh um, God, brutal stuff. Yeah. Um. So, he has he has another question here. Mm-hmm. In the case of Sid's toys, whose personalities do they have? The heads or a combination? Huh. 
Hmm. I say both. I think all personalities are represented. Yeah, I I think it's uncomfortable, and I think it leads to a lot of, you know, sort of psychological distress within the toy. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think they're both represented. They're both vying for power within the, the corporeal form. I think so as well. Yeah, which would lead to this, like, crazy Russian doll sort of situation. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, which is, like you said, unpleasant. And that's truly the horror of what mm-hmm. Sid has done. Uh, it's not the physical pain. I don't even know if they feel the physical pain, necessarily. Oh, we, we've talked about toy pain before. Yeah, we've talked about toy pain. Yeah. But it's it's really the psychological pain. Yes. The, the, the psychic damage, if we're talking in D&D terms. Yeah, the psychic damage is unrelenting for mm-hmm. these toys uh, which is which is why Sid's a serial killer yeah and an agent of Atar as we all know yeah um so yeah the, those are Tuck's questions uh yeah at mm-hmm. some point we'll have an official I guess new edition of the toy verse um which honestly is kind of upsetting to think about or 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 it's the greatest thing in the world and it's what i'm waiting for all season because sam i mean this is gonna be good this is my conspiracy corner in the same way that you go into a weird like (laughs) hallucinatory fugue state when you do the conspiracy corner uh huh. Oh, that's me in the toy verse, baby. I know more about Pixar's world building than they, than they do <laughs> at this point. I I think it's true. So okay, as a, as a quick a couple of sides here, um, I was watching a just a video clip of something uh, earlier today, and it was about um how Disney did the hair for Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. I think it was okay, like the the three D animation. Yeah. And um, they had, my guy, a hair Bible. And it was all the rules that her hair had to follow uh, for the movie, which I have requested Pixar's toy Bible, and they will not answer my emails. There Um, has to be a toy Bible, though. There has to be. There has to be a toy Bible, and I need I need to read it. Yeah, I, I must pour through its pages. I mean, if they have a fucking hair Bible, you know, they have a hair Bible. They, you know that they're Bible. not. Yeah, they're not just flying by the seat of their pants with what happens in the toy verse. Ship it to not. ship it to the boys, yeah. and let us digest. Yeah, we'll because I'm I'm gonna. I don't know which actually would be more frightening to me if it confirmed all the things we've said in the toy verse. Or if it refuted them. If it refuted them, we would have a catechism catechism on our hands. Mm, um, yeah. A full-on split. Uh, yeah. They would be sort of a heretical <laughs> faith, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, and I would maintain that our version of the Toyverse is the most holy and most accurate. It would be the Great Toy Schism. Yeah. Getting, getting some of that lag 
Yeah, you turned into a robot for a second there, so I just agreed with whatever you said. <laughs> I, I said a great toy schism. I, folks, okay, we had to move to Facebook Messenger to do our calls. <laughs> okay, we're just going to open this can of worms now. Yeah, I... He, the God's honest truth is I don't want to talk about the movie, so I'm going yeah. to talk about everything else that I possibly can. Um, so, I we live essentially across the street from each other with the same internet, uh, basically. Yeah. And yet, Facebook can't fucking handle it. The number of times that I look at a blurry, delayed, robotic Luke, uh, it, it's astounding. To be fair, we are making the internet go to space and back um, with our, our I'm, packets. I'm telling you, the quality would be better if we had two tin cans on a string stretched across the neighborhood. I guess that's what I'm saying, is we, we probably could <laughs> invest in some walkie-talkies. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, my guy, why don't we just, like, get... A real long Ethernet cable. Like yeah. Real, real long. String it through the neighborhood and we just share one internet plan. Yes. Now, this was floated by my father in law when he came to visit and we were running some Ethernet cable. Uh, mm -hmm. Was this idea of what he called a friend cable. And a friend cable. I think the friend cable has a lot of potential. Um, I, I want to. Uh, I, I want to rebrand it a little bit because friend cable sounds, I don't know. It sounds clinical to me. Okay. I'm thinking a friend tether, a friend umbilical. Hmm. I think that sounds too medical, like too, too biological, but. Mm, um, the umbilical of friendship. <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something you would discover in like a Hellraiser movie. Um, <laughs> this is the umbilical bit. of friendship. Oh God. Um. Uh the the friend pipe. The friendship tube is kind of what I was thinking. The um, friendship tube. That's good. Yeah. Um. The friendship hose. Okay, we got it in 17. Yeah, the friendship yeah, pose it is. <laughs> friendship pose. Oh, yes. Um, so, so my other aside, um, I had to present the conspiracy corner last night uh, for, a, for a friend's party. Mm-hmm. At, at a restaurant. Uh, and my guy, I have never been more stressed out in my life because every once in a while, a, uh, a waiter would walk into the room and I had to quickly find a slide that would not be terrifying for someone uninitiated <laughs> to see. Which I imagine would be no slides in your deck. Uh, one. I had one slide of just a normal fish. Mm -hmm. Well, we all know what that, the import of the fish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We got to prove that he's a scaly. Because, um, like, at one point, the waiter walked in, and I was on the slide about the demon prince Atar, and I had to very rapidly switch back to the fish. 
Um, it was deeply stressful, and as you were saying, fully went into a fugue state when I was describing how Tom Hanks, ATAR, COVID, communism, and the Cold War had all intertwined. Yeah. I love the idea of you being on some batshit Tom Hanks slide. Because uh, you sent me mm-hmm. one of the slides, and I loved the vibe. The vibe was the vibe <laughs> check came out real good. Um, so I love the idea of you being on one of these insane slides, and then the waiter sees it. So Demon Prince Atar, and then you rapidly go dope, duck, 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 and then it's just a fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be alarming, because again, you gotta go. Now, how are these connected? Well, he also saw the first slide, which was just a bunch of photos of Tom Hanks. So, you've seen Tom Hanks, so you're like, okay, I guess this is a presentation about Tom. And then you see this about a demon prince, and then also a fish, and you're like, what what is the the through line here? What is wrong with this guy? Yeah. Um, It was a good time, though. Excellent. We gotta talk about the movie, don't we? Yeah, I mean it's twenty minutes into the podcast. We've done, we've gone farther into the abyss before talking about mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, but I, now is a good time, I guess. Yeah, I just kind of wish we could do one episode like um, my brother, my brother and me's the war with Grandpa. Okay, I'm not familiar just, with that one. Oh, that's one where they just talk about the movie, uh, the war with Grandpa, starring um, Robert De Niro and. Maybe Dave Franco. That sounds accurate. Yeah, I kind of know the movie. I kind yeah. I don't know this episode, but yeah. Yeah, they just they just talked about the war with Grandpa for the entire episode. Well, fuck um, it, man. And and I I, mean, I do like the idea of taking the thing that we're supposed to do and just saying no, not not today. But th- then I don't know what this episode would be. So I guess we're going to have to talk about this movie at some point. I guess. I mean, we could just shoot the shit so, for for another 40 minutes. 40 um, minutes? That's kind of a lot. Yeah, it's uh, kind just, of a let's, lot. Okay, let's do it. Fuck yeah, it. Let's dig in. Okay. Let's stick to the structure. Well, it exists for a reason. Yeah. How was your purple cow delivery, my guy? So this is in re- in reference to the fact that uh, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna dive in," uh, and you said, "I'm waiting on my food to be delivered." And I said, "Oh, what'd you order?" Turns out we ordered from the same restaurant within mere minutes mm-hmm. of each other. Um, yeah, yeah. Classic. Uh, uh, fortunately, we didn't get the same thing. Not this time. Not at this restaurant. We not don't get the time. same thing at this restaurant. Yeah. Did you get the cheese dip? No. You got to get... See, it's Super Bowl night. I'm not watching the Super Bowl, but I I wanted to consume Super Bowl-esque foods. Uh, and so we had to get the cheese dip. <laughs> so you just wanted to create... You could have gone whole hog, except you had to watch Bill and Ted 2's Bogus Journey, Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have gone whole hog and just gotten cheese dip, wangs... Uh, some nachos and stuff, and then like, just put on like a commercial compendium, like yeah. uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like find a um, 
uh, a compilation of commercials on YouTube, and then mm-hmm. just hoot and holler every time one you recognize oh, comes yeah. on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's fucking Mr. Peanut! Mr. Peanut in the house! (laughs) Oh my god, it's Liberty Insurance. Liberty Mutual, everybody. Oh my god! Liberty, 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 Liberty. Love that jingle. It's not even a fucking (laughs) jingle, though, is the thing. It's just the name of it. It makes me really unhealthily angry that they're like it's a jingle and it's like no you just said the name of the company four times five whatever i don't count (laughs) that jingle quote-unquote makes my mother-in-law irrationally angry for this exact reason good and i adore that that anytime this like (laughs) demonic set of syllables floats across the airwaves and she receives them. It is an instantaneous transformation into the yeah, angriest I mean, human being you've ever seen. It's such a bastardization of jingles. Like, at least O'Reilly Auto Parts, like, tries to do something, you know? Oh, you mean, oh, 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 O'Reilly, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah, see, that one's got heft to it. It's got heft. There's something to it. It's not just liberty. 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 Yeah. Yeah, someone needs to be shot for that one, the more I think about it. It's a fair point. You and my mother-in-law are on the same bullshit, and it's valid. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes people get it. Uh, But, um... I, I... which Eminem would you most like to fuck? Uh, I want to yes and this bit so much. <laughs> but the problem is I don't think I would want to fuck any of these sad saps. <laughs> I don't know. That yellow one seems like he is young, dumb, and full of cum. Yellow does have some himbo energy. And that's kind of where I was leaning. So I guess yellow... <laughs> Red seems like yeah. he'd just be mean to me. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he's into some BDSM shit, but I don't want that flavor. I just I don't, want... I, I don't think this. he is. I think he says he is, but he's untrained and has no oh, desire to actually learn how to do it. Oh, and he doesn't do, like, aftercare? He's just mean? He's just he's just a dick throughout yeah. the whole experience. <laughs> um, he's just a violent dick. Yeah. Hey, why didn't they ever have an M&M that was... I mean, I guess they don't make these, so that's the answer. Mm-hmm. But an M&M <laughs> that has no candy shell? Wouldn't that... Was, is that a horror movie for M&Ms? Like, so I don't know if that would be a horror movie or if that's just a naked M&M. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Is that just a nudie pants M&M? Or does that huh. mean if you're to fucking M&M... They have to like crack off a piece of their exoskeleton. That that's uh, the slang for masturbating. Is I gotta go crack off, <laughs> <laughs> which is just an Eminem sitting down in a chair, screaming as they crack open a piece of their their body. And yeah, punching fisting. their crotch, 
until until their hard outer shell cracks and they can (laughs) peel it back and then just sort of i guess fist the chocolate or something i don't know yeah pulverize the interior um oof buddy okay maybe we should talk about the movie because this is heading in dark directions at least it doesn't melt in your hand you know what i mean so bill and ted's bogus journey yeah um yeah how about you just do the plot okay (laughs) jesus oh i feel like i immediately fell into a gigantic pit the minute i had to start thinking about this plot oh my god (laughs) okay um i mean do you want me to do it no i got it um there's a guy in the future who decides to take a crack at Bill and Ted stop their influence because as we all knew from the, the first movie Bill and Ted are like the most influential people in history the entire civilization of the future is built around them and their yeah. teachings quote unquote evil future guy decides to build two identical robot Bill and Ted send them back in time gonna get Bill and Ted to kill Bill and Ted robots to kill the original Bill and Ted this happens mm-hmm. Bill and Ted are dead, and they meet the Grim Reaper, who they best at board games, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he has to help them sort of get back to life. Uh, they meet some Martians, or one Martian, I guess, who can split into two entities. Yeah. Um, who builds two good robots. Uh, they have a big smackdown with the bad robots at the Battle of the Bands. They prevail. And uh, then they get real good at guitar. And everything is, you know, balance is restored to the universe. Yep. Over What'd the course think? of an hour and a half. Okay, um, there's no good, there's no bad. Sam, this movie is... A cash grab. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely a cash grab. Um, yeah, Wolf, man. Um, not fun. Yeah. Have you said that one before? Oh, no, that's not... I was just saying... Uh, my official word for it is most non-heinous. Most non-heinous. Yeah. It is... Can I tell you? Within mere minutes, Kenna went, I hate it. <laughs> and she she wasn't wrong. Yeah, she's at full liberty to despise a movie and then go on mm-hmm. air, uh, I guess, if, you know, we we had her on. Um, and then she she's not bound by the laws we've set forth for this season that say there is no good, there is no bad. Yeah. Where we have to actually have a conversation about the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really stretching those rules tonight. Yeah. Um, We're, we are on the same shit. We're on the same page. Yeah, it is soulless compared to the last one. That and, is exactly and, what I mean by cash grab, yes. Yeah, it, and it just feels like no one really wants to be there. Mm-mm. Um, the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and even though it's an hour and a half long, which is what every movie should be, yeah, um, 
It feels pretty long. Um, while we're on the topic and we're killing time, hey, bud, you and I talked about this off the podcast, but I want to put it mm-hmm. out there to all of our deep connections in Hollyweird <laughs> out in La La mm-hmm. Land. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, our, our deep ties to, to Hollywood, California. Um, yeah, my good, good friend Kevin Feige. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, make movies an hour and a half long again. It would be nice. It would be nice. I watched Black Panther 2, and it was nearly three hours. Kevin? Thought we talked about this. Would love it if they were shorter. <laughs> you pulled this shit on me with Endgame, where it was three plus hours, and I said, Kevin, please don't ever do this to me again. Yeah. Hour and a half, 90 minutes. It's like humans are essentially programmed to only be able to pay attention to something for 90 minutes, if that. If it's good, um, yeah. Because then Bill and Ted's two, Bill and Ted two, the bogus adventure, Boogaloo. Like mm-hmm. you pointed out, ninety minutes d- too long on this yeah. one. Yeah, pretty, pretty long. It could have been, I don't know. I feel like maybe seventy-five minutes. Like, uh, yes, God, yes, a brilliant film starring <laughs> Natalia Dyer and Timothy Simmons. <laughs> It's a good time, folks. It's a really great time about, you know, growing up, uh, you know, learning about your body. It's funny. It's uh, It's got an interesting take on masturbation, I guess. Um, just a good time. And, it, and, folks, it's only 75 minutes, so what the fuck are you... You're not losing anything. Watching 75 minutes of Natalia Dyer and Timothy Simmons. You're gonna have a good time. <sighs> I can't agree more. You should definitely go watch Yes, God, Yes. But here's the thing about Yes, God, Yes. It takes the bold uh-huh. swing to make itself 75 minutes. Yeah. You guys, people, folks, you can watch 75 minutes of film. We can all watch. If it could be 60 oh, minutes, yeah. even better. Everybody's oh, got an sure. hour to kill. Yeah. Uh, shit, dude. I mean, I would kill for more movies. That were 60 minutes or in that ballpark. Yeah. I. It would be nice. I now, guess what I want look, is a TV show. Now that I'm kind of thinking It sounds about like it. you do. On the subject of that. Kenna wants us to watch the Bill and Ted TV show. Because Keanu was in all 13 episodes. There's a Bill and Ted TV show? It is animated and Keanu is in all 13 episodes. Oh, no. Now, I told Kenna we don't do TV, and she kept mentioning that Keanu was in it, and I kept deliriously saying, we don't do TV, we don't do TV, we don't do TV. (laughs) Okay, well, here's the sticky wicket. Here's what happens. Mm -hmm. First, if we open this door, it starts with the Bill and Ted TV show. Then it devolves into, well, we didn't watch Ballers, so now we have to go watch Ballers. Uh, well, Elizabeth Warren's I'll, favorite TV show. Yeah, privately we have talked about watching Ballers for Patreon. So this is my thing. If we watch Ballers for Patreon, we have to watch Bill and Ted's TV show. Does that mean we have to then watch Bosom Buddies? Oh my god. No, we can't open these floodgates. <laughs> no we TV. No TV. <laughs> Unless you give us a lot of Patreon cash, and then I will happily watch yeah. Bosom Buddies. Yeah, because I'm okay with watching Ballers. I watched the first season when I lived alone. 
Yeah. And I it was a weird to, time in my life. I want to retract my previous <laughs> statement. I will not happily watch Bosom Buddies, but I will watch Bosom Buddies if we get enough yeah. patrons. Yeah. I so, don't know. We we can we'll explore that later. We'll um, explore that space. Now, Luke, there's a scene in the movie when the robots first show up, mm-hmm. and we do get a lot of uh, a lot of shots where it is both sets of Keanu or Ted's and Bills, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they they shot these like real deal, uh, because if you look closely, my guy, that ain't Keanu. I took a photo. It's just some dude who, frankly, doesn't even look that much like Keanu. <laughs> and it's, it like, they mostly, uh, <laughs> it's just a guy. It's just a dude. It's just some dude with black hair. And it's just like, for the most part, they, they do a pretty good job of, like, masking the shot so that you you know, you only see one set of faces, but at one point, Bill moves his head too much, and you just see the, like, I guess, like, cameraman who <laughs> they drafted to just sort of, because he was roughly the same height. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they grabbed him, and they said, you're gonna be Keanu for this shot, and he said, okay, as long as my face doesn't make it in the movie, and they said, as long, as long as Bill hits his marks, you're good. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Uh-huh. That is not a theory. That is fact to me. <laughs> I don't give a shit what anybody says. They said, we need someone who looks like Keanu. They went, I don't know, the camera guy's the right height. And somebody went, fuck it, done. They drafted <laughs> him. Uh, Bill didn't hit his mark. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. Because that guy that you showed me in the photo just now, it looks vaguely like Keanu at best. He, he even kind of has stubble, which Keanu does not have in this movie. Yes. So it's like pretty <laughs> noticeable. And this guy's rocking know, up with a five o'clock shadow. And yeah. And with this being such an obvious cash grab, it actually fits that they would not take the time to do a reshoot yeah. or like a, another take a and double. that they would not seek out an actor to get <sighs> they would just grab a cameraman and be like don't tell the union <laughs> if you tell the union I know where you live, swear to god I will fuck you <laughs> exactly. you hear me you hear me, we gotta guy? turn this we gotta fucking churn this thing out so that we can make the most money possible. This Which, thing costs you know, twenty million dollars. Did you know that? Oh no. Oh god. You wanna guess what it made at box office? This is going completely off of memory, so sorry if I'm wrong. I'm not that sorry, but uh, like five million? Thirty-eight million. So they made eighteen what? million buckos. Eighteen million doll hairs off of this this thing right here. Oh my god. No, you yeah. should not have rewarded them for this. You know, Bill Gates tried to try to protect me from this. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to uh, the Microsoft store to rent this thing, and you can rent, you can rent the original, you can rent the the one that they most recently did. You can only buy this one. Oh, cheeky! 
And so that was that was Bill going, no, I won't do this to you. You're going to have to go to Jeff's house for this. Yeah, this is like uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. This is like sweep it under the rug, baby. Just sort of mm-hmm. hide it away, tuck it in a corner, keep it out mm-hmm. of sight. I like to think that Bill and I have have gotten to a point, you know, with our kind of sad heart to hearts that we often have when I try to rent a movie from him. Yeah. That that he's like, I I won't I can't do this to you. I care about you too much, Sam. Yeah. I can't let you rent this movie from me. Um, Whereas Jeffrey hurt- Bezos says, "Fucking cue it up, yeah, man. I yeah, will rent like, this straight up your ass." Exactly. You know, it, Bill is like, I can't hurt you the way I hurt my wife, um, and and ended my marriage. I can't, I can't lose another close relationship, uh, due to my gross negligence. Um, yeah. Whereas Jeff, he don't give a shit. Jeff takes a full shot of a uh, of a margarita where the the lip of the rim, uh, the rim of the glass has been lined with cocaine. So he takes his <laughs> cocaine Rita and then slings DVDs out to whoever's asking. He don't give a shit. Yes, absolutely. Um, there's a there's a part in this movie where Keanu Bot says that he's getting like a half chub at yeah. something, which implies that when they built these robots, they built penises on them. Yeah. And I want to know why. Because then you have it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, it's sort of the situation of, like, better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah, exactly. I don't... Why would you need it? Because you might need it, Sam. Maybe you need to go to Pound Town with you, your beloved, and your your sex robot... Because she's really into this idea, and you mentioned it casually and weren't sure about it, but now that she's so hot to trot for it, you're now... You sort of backed yourself into a corner. Yeah, you have painted yourself fully into this corner. Now you must sit there and let it all dry. Um, Yeah, man. I think that's why. Um... It's so hard to talk about this movie because there's not a lot here. Yeah. Um, it also feels like if you cut out the yelling, this would be maybe 15 minutes long. My my brother in Christ, if you cut out every time they say, dude, this movie oh. would be about three minutes long. I would actually love to see a cut of this movie where every time they say, dude, it doubles in speed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wish we had infinite monies so we could commission this. Because God, you're totally be, right. This would be incredible. It would be such a good cut. Oh, um, my God. Now, Sam, I have a few things to say about this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, just a few. Not a lot. Um, so, this movie walked so Tenacious D could run. Now, talk me through it. Because Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Um, 
is a movie that plays in a similar space. It's about a rock band. It's fantastical. They go to hell, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, that does everything in this movie about a gajillion times better because it actually gives a fuck. Right. And has a soul to it. So this movie, which I, I'm like 99.9% certain came out first. Yes, this would have been 91. Yeah, Tenacious D came out, like, when we were in, like, middle or high school. Okay. You say that. I think it's older than we think it is. I'm going to look it up while you keep talking. Yeah. Um, so, all that to say, this movie tread, you know, it, it put down the foundations uh, of a really shitty house. And then Tenacious D came in and slapped it all mm. together. In 2006, so that would have been middle school or high school, my guy. Yeah, okay, nicely spotted. Just just double-checking. I didn't think it was early 90s, but you never know. Again, 99.9% certainty. Sure, yeah. You know. So anyway, I mean, because cause why didn't they have a fucking rock battle with the devil? Instead, they just uh, ran around a corridor, a soulless corridor, filled yeah. with, like, bullshit torture. I, I guess because it would have required keeping that guy in, like, the makeup and stuff for too long, and it would have yeah. cost too much money. I guess. But, yeah, a sort of rock bat. Well, but the problem is, up until maybe f- three minutes from the end of the movie, they don't know how to play music. That's a good point that you have. And then they magically fix that by just becoming... Using time travel wibbly wobbly, uh, mm-hmm. timey wimey bullshit to become masters of of the guitar, so yeah. Um. Okay, so while while we're on the subject of hell, do you think it would be worse having to choose your like eternity in hell? Yes. Because. Because. Maybe this is just me. But mm-hmm. I doubt it. If you give me the the free will to make a choice, I will second, third, fifth, and sixth guess that choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, until the cows come home. So if you're like, mm-hmm. pick your hell, I'm like, I don't know. The giant Easter bunny that's making fun of me for stealing an Easter basket seems okay. So I guess I'll mm-hmm. pick that. And then every second from that point, I'm like, God damn it, I should have gone with the drill instructor. I should have done that. Yeah, you yeah. fucked up. I fucked um, up. So, what do you think your hell would be? Paper. Talk me through it. I Lay hate... down on the couch. Yeah. Sam, we've never discussed this. Uh-huh. I'm not talking on the podcast. I mean, in general. Uh, yeah, this is this is new to me. I have a deep aversion to the texture of paper. But you love books. I used to. And then this sort of became too powerful in my life. So I have to use a Kindle now. Because the texture of paper fucks me up. Like on your hands. Yes. The texture of paper in my hands is no good. Yeah, this is new to me, my guy. This is fucking wild. Yeah, so my personal hell would be someone saying, I need you to leaf through this notebook 
mm-hmm. over and over and over. Oh my god, it sucks. Just the thought of it uh-huh. would be would be horrendous. It doesn't sound. I mean, it it wouldn't bother me all that much. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I I could see that not being great. Yeah, it's it's all in the texture, man. Hey, weirdly, mm-hmm. not all paper because onion paper. You know what I'm talking about? Like the shit that like Mormon Bibles are made out of. If you ever get one of these. Yeah, the like real thin stuff. Yeah, that stuff, totally fine. I wish all books were printed on that. Interesting. Well, just read a lot of Bibles. Just read a lot of Bibles, I guess. Yeah, stick to what the good Lord put down uh, in the first, second, and third editions, (laughs) depending on who you ask. Why do they seem to only print Bibles in that paper? I think it's because they're good for rolling joints, and I don't have another good answer for that. (laughs) Why do they mysteriously use the joint rolling paper in a Bible? I don't know, Sam. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, so what would your personal hell be? Yeah, so I asked this question and then I realized um, it's maybe not a great idea for us to talk about our greatest fears or discomforts on the podcast where we've also told people, broadly speaking, where we live. But Hmm. uh, having said that, my personal hell, I believe, would be I've eaten something that... mm, will likely make me sick but i don't know where and i don't know or i don't know when and i don't know how i so I'll just feel icky and yeah. i will vaguely know that i am going to vomit yeah but i i will never know when um and i'll also know if i will ever stop vomiting i don't i mean i i don't love this for you mm-hmm. but i love this as a personal hell because this is a minefield and largely means you kind of uh-huh. get to continue to exist as you did, but with this one horrifying aspect injected into it. See, you say that. You say that I get to continue to live. The, wh- what you don't know is that any time I approach this sort of thing, I essentially shut down all like mm. non-essential functions. I see. So, so if I feel icky in the tummy... I don't I don't do anything fun. It's Tim Allen movies on the TV as I wait to die. Yeah. Ooh, that's rough stuff. Um Yeah. Like uh I I'll just tell Kenna rightfully thinks I'm uh insane for this, but if I vomit, I essentially won't eat for 48 hours. Mm. Out of fear that I will vomit again. That's rough stuff, man. I'm yeah. you know what? I'll take my paper thing. I think my paper thing pretty harmless all things considered. Yeah. I look, I'm working on it in therapy. We've talked about it. Yeah. Um <laughs> so, you know. I'm making progress, I think. I'll sometimes eat crackers now. Yeah. I'm um, trying to remember there's this whole bit uh, that uh maybe you remember back a while ago, it was a would you rather 
and the deal mm-hmm. was something like, would you rather uh, vomit five times a day uh, uncontrollably without warning, or would you rather shit yourself once a day uncontrollably without warning? Mm, probably vomit, honestly. You think so? Because I used to be team vomit. Uh-huh. Um, which is an interesting title suggestion. Um, <laughs> team vomit is actually a great title <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> but you could wear an adult diaper. But, okay. But the, the amount of cleaning that you would have to do. Um, yeah. Because it's sure. going to smear. Yeah. It's just, it seems like a lot of work. And for my particular neuroses, like, shit in your pants is way up there and things that I fear. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I, I, as much as I hate vomiting, if I knew that five times a day every day, huh? Five times a day every day. Which, but, I used okay, to be team actually, vomit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think I could work with that. Because a lot of my fear with vomiting is not knowing when it'll, ha- like, what'll cause it or when it'll happen and not knowing if it'll ever stop. But if I know I got five pukes in me each day, and after that mm-hmm. it's done, I think I, I could adjust to that. All right. Yeah, I love that can-do attitude. My other thing with you know being on Team Vomit, which I used to be before, used to be big-time Team Vomit. Now you're on uh, Team Shit. Now I think I'm on Team Shit My Pants. Mm-hmm. Um, you got jerseys? <laughs> I think it's Team... Shit my pants. Um, but the other thing with Team Vomit is there's so many receptacles. It's not socially acceptable for you to use, you to use them. But if you're walking mm-hmm. down the street, there's garbage cans. There's like you know plant planters, mm-hmm. strangers' trains, purses, strangers' purses. Sure, strangers' poodles. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many places for you to puke. Um, Can, uh, like. It presents a lot of opportunities, too, because, like, if you're, you know, talking to someone you don't like, and you, A, want to make their day bad, and, B, get out of the conversation, just puke on them. Yeah. That immediate cessation of anything that was going on. Yeah, they're they're trying to talk to you about the big game, and they keep talking about how much they love uh, the Washington Commanders, but they're not using the new name. They're using the old racist name, and they keep mm-hmm. talking about it. And they're like, can't wait until they go to the big game. And you just go yeah. right onto them. Uh, that stops that conversation right in its tracks. Now, Sam, did you have any other things you wanted to talk about, or can I add a wrinkle into this This would you rather? Um, I I had like two other things. Okay, let's Maybe do that three. instead, because playing Would You Rather on a podcast is like bargain yeah. basement level. <laughs> it's pretty comedy shit podcast. podcasting. <laughs> okay, um, I, uh, I, I want to petition that we start calling ourselves Silky Boys. I did really enjoy that they get called Silky Boys. Didn't love the homophobic Sil- slurs used... A couple no. times in this movie. No. Did like but Silky Boys. Silky Boys seems pretty... I'll, I'll own Silky Boy. Yeah. Um, The other is... um, We gotta talk at least briefly about Station, who looks like sapient nuts. <laughs> Station, who looks like if Dark Crystal had about 
one eighth the budget and none of the talent. <laughs> I hated Station so much. Thank you. And and Station's back looked like a scrotum. It was horrible. Yeah. It looks like it was designed by Jim Henson's like sketchy cousin Dodgy Henson. <laughs> Derek Henson. Derek Dodgy Henson. Um, yeah. God station was a weird injection so into this weird. movie, huh? Weird and unnecessary. Look, was there anything you liked about this movie? Yes, there was. There's exactly one thing I loved about this movie. Uh-huh. Playing Twister with Death is actually super funny, and I did laugh out loud at that. Honestly, I enjoyed Game Night with Death. The Game whole Night with sequence. Death? Oh, it was a breath of fresh air. Literally, checked out, checked out, checked out. We hit uh, playing board games with Death, fully invested. It was a great yes. sequence in this movie. Yeah. Then it, once we, it was over, checked out again. Yeah, the only time. I, I really fully paid attention to the movie. I yeah. Now, I was not on my phone, to be clear. Sure. Uh, I just didn't care yeah. about the movie, except for Game Night with Death. Yeah, totally fair. Yeah. Um, that's all. I that There's nothing. This fucking soulless shit heap of a movie. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about next week? Yes, 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 yes. All right. Uh, forgot I pulled up Chester A. Arthur. Um, next week we'll be watching 1991's My Own Private Idaho. Luke, what do you think that's about? So, I actually do know what My Own Private Idaho is about. Wait, have you um, seen it? I haven't seen it, but I have had it spoilt for me. Oh, okay. Um, but I will take, uh, I'll say this. I think my own private Idaho is, is a critique an anarcho socialist critique mm-hmm. of capitalism. Uh, Oh, late stage capitalism as Keanu Reeves plays a admittedly pretty young, uh, landowner who is purchasing huge swaths of Idaho. Uh, with the intent to hoard resources and natural beauty. Hence my own private Idaho. Uh, okay. Before he runs into uh, River Phoenix, a charming uh, eco-terrorist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Hallmark movie. Okay. Uh, but starring River Phoenix, uh, you know, bewitching Keanu Reeves with his good looks and uh, earth-minded uh, viewpoints yes um, yeah his violent environmentalism yes exactly you know uh Excellent. god i would can i pause the podcast briefly because i would uh-huh. love to see a hallmark movie that features two like gay characters and mm-hmm. eco-terrorism in the same building here's the thing my guy you're talking about it not enough movies cover eco-terrorism, I feel like. I don't... the Yeah, for sure. I Look, Kevin, Feige, Hollyweird in general, 
Start talking about eco-terrorism, baby. <laughs> and make it an hour and a half long. Okay. Yeah, make it an hour and a half. But let's talk about eco-terrorism. Because I, yeah. think, I think those are unplumbed depths. Yeah. Yep. Um, what do you think my, my own private Idaho is about? We're actually coming from it uh, from sort of a similar place, but I've got uh, kind of a different flavor. So it's, it's like if you see the same dish, but it tastes totally different. Okay, interesting. Um, so um, this is a movie in which Keanu plays kind of a Cliven Bundy type. If you recall Cliven Bundy, the anti-government yeah. militia t- kind of terrorist guy. Oh, terrorist, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Keanu is is essentially a proto-Cliven Bundy. Yeah. Uh, and he is trying to secede from the, it, like, gather all his terrorist militia buddies. And they're going to secede Iowa from the Union so that, that it is their own private I- Idaho. Yeah, I said, said Iowa. You said Iowa, which I don't. I want to. I, I love the idea of them being in Idaho, trying to secede Iowa from the nation. Everyone's like, one, no, two, what? <laughs> That's the state, right? No, you're in Idaho. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Uh, I already printed no, up all the promotional materials, though, so. And honestly, it would make some sense because they would recognize that Idaho does not produce anywhere near enough agriculturally to support even its meager population and requires massive government subsidies to even really be like a functioning economy. Whereas Iowa, that's corn country, baby. Yeah, there's no subsidies for corn at all, for sure. Nope. No, but they got enough corn over there that you can you can make popcorn, you can make corn syrup, corn starch, corn <laughs> bread. <laughs> you got your corn products. <laughs> I just love know. the idea of our frankly bewildering but burgeoning Swedish listenership <laughs> learning that Americans uh, are completely capable of existing on nothing but corn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a falsehood. Look. Yeah. They're they're gonna be regular. I'll tell you that. Oh, they're gonna be so regular. But God, wouldn't the shits look horrible? Uh, in any case, folks, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on uh, Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail um, you can also uh, check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash hanksypanksy. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff over there. I think by the time you're listening to this, we'll have our new uh, Patreon special up in which Luke and I ranked all the Gen 1 Pokemon yep. in an hour because I had to get to a party. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's over there. Uh, we think it's a good time. Uh, hope. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. We, we kind of did it on a lark, and also because Tuck asked for it. So, um, so yeah, head on over there. Check us out. Check us some money. We got some fun stuff. Um, and uh, check us enough. You can be one of Hanks' heroes. That's Russell, Tuck, and Daniel. Fellas. Um. 
your toasty little butter cakes. Uh, Luke, do you have a final quote? <laughs> what? <laughs> I do. And it is station. 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 Yeah. Station. All right. Uh, well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves. We'll be back next week with 1991's My Own Private Idaho.